Welcome to the Superhost Unveiled podcast, where a small family created a thriving vacation rental business in the heart of the White Mountains. Founded by husband and wife duo Peter and Julia Plord, with the help of their business-savvy daughter Hannah, Peter was able to leave his full-time job and move him and his wife to their dream location. Together, we'll discuss the secrets of building a successful vacation rental business and beyond. Pack your bags, let's check in for the journey of your life. Here are your super hosts, Hannah and Peter Plord. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Superhost Unveiled podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all about hospitality. Today, we're going to be talking all about hospitality and how you need to change your mindset to be a good host. I am one of your hosts, Hannah, and I'm here with my dad. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. His name is Peter. (laughs) Um, And we wanted to talk about this because oftentimes when business owners decide to invest in a vacation rental property, they kind of have this mindset that it's my house, my rules, and you kind of have to, the guests have to bend to those rules. But that is not the case, especially if you want to be a hospitable host, you need to make the guest experience unforgettable. We're going to be talking all about that today. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's plenty of podcasts out there that talk about hospitality. This might not be the best episode that you listen to, but we're going to do our best. I'm incredibly passionate about it. And if I was to tell people what we do, I would say that we're a hospitality company. That's our job. And it's not property maintenance. It's not vacation rentals. It's hospitality. That's where it starts. That's where it ends. That's our strengths. And um, creating an incredible experience for a get, for a guest takes a lot of effort and being again in the restaurant business my whole life a lot a lot of times you only talk about the bad guest or the bad experience and that's the one you remember you know you forget about the last hundred who were awesome you know that were fantastic that they loved us and they loved the experience and they treated the house well and they were very good at communication and they left us a five-star review no, you don't remember those people. You remember the one guest that was a you know call at eleven forty-five on Christmas Eve and saying they can't figure out the heat, you know whatever. Um, so I would just start the episode off with understanding like this is this is the hospitality business, and you know Daniela on um, an episode previously said if you're if you're not good, if you don't have that hospitality gene then find someone to co-host for you. And I couldn't agree with her more. Yeah, absolutely. And not everyone is good at hospitality. It's definitely something that, you know, you you can't just be born with. Yeah, I definitely agree. So let's dive into what a unique hospitality experience even looks like. Yeah, I think it's a mindset change, you know, Uh, quite possibly, depending on what your mindset is. I think you got to understand that you're not renting out your space. That's not what you're doing. You're creating a unique experience inside your space. And if you think about it that way, because like up here, there's thousands of vacation rentals that we're competing with. And to create an ultimately unique experience is much more than decor, much more than the way a property looks, it's everything from that initial, you know, we, we're, my phone's blowing up as we're doing this podcast. You know, yeah. uh, we were, 
this is our second episode we're recording today. Um, and it's been blowing up all day. And we're getting incredible um, amount of people with inquiries. And, you know, a couple of the messages was like, wow, thanks for the, even when I said something like, yeah, you can't book because of whatever, they were still like impressed that we responded so quickly. So even something as simple as a quick response is, is part of hospitality. Yeah. And I think you, in order to determine the unique hospitality experience, you need to put yourself in the guest shoes. Imagine that you and your family or your friends are traveling to this location and you are renting a house from somebody. What do you want that experience to look like? And if you're a laid back person like me, you got to step it up a bit and be like, you need a little bit more than just linens in the house. What would the super needy person need to have a great time in your house? Yeah. And I think what, I think what would be good is to talk about some basic hosp, there's five hospitality expressions that I'd like to talk about. Cause I think what it does is it kind of shapes the framework of what it means to be hospitable and it's subtle. You know, some people don't realize how, how a different way to say something means a complete, gives a completely different feeling to the guest. Yeah. Do you have that on your? Do I have them up? Yes. So number one is, and again, these are five hospitality expressions. So you might even hear these, like if you go out to eat or you go to a hotel or, you know, if they're doing it right, you might hear, it's my pleasure. I am happy to. Having a service-oriented work disposition is very important for anyone in the hospitality industry. You know, guest stay in a hotel or a short-term rental, vacation rental, and they want needs to be catered to. And for us, it's a little different. You know, we're not standing behind the counter when they get they, when they walk in. So we got to kind of cater their needs in a different way. And that could be through the way you message with your guests, you interact with your guests um, ahead of time. You know, think about how you're how you're you what kind of language are you using when you even just respond to their inquiry <clears throat> you know they the the guests expect people to 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 kind of ex, uh, exude a certain level of joy which you know you might not think about that how do i put joy into an email you know or into a message yeah. so this is this is why expressions really matter you know telling your guests that it gives you pleasure or it makes you happy to take care of them rubs off on them you know one thing i do religiously and this is something i haven't figured out i probably could get a you know a va to do it but there's no way to automate it you know i i do automate my my um my guest reviews now so i don't know if you knew that yeah um so within 24 hours our software reviews our guests now i wrote the reviews but obviously it puts their name in there and it puts our name in there and um and then the language inside of that but one thing i don't automate and I don't know how to is I respond to every guest review. So anytime a guest review, you have the ability on Airbnb anyway to go in. I think you do on Verbo too. You, you can go in and you can, you can respond to them, you know, and in that response, I say a lot of the times, if not all the times, it's my pleasure that we were able to give you that great experience. Thank you so much for picking us. You know, it's, it's not like, Hey, Thanks. 
have a great, like, I'm so glad you had a great stay. No, we're, we're kind of honored. You know, we're honored that you picked us to have your visit with, not someone else. And I think that gives them, or anyone that's reading the, um, the response, you know, because people look at reviews when they, when they book places. That's, that's yeah. a fact. And even owners look at reviews of us. So anything you do that's out there for the public, think about it and think about it through a hospitality expression. Yeah, absolutely. And just a note, you could probably make a template that you just copy and paste to do that. A lot of times I, I write <laughs> one and then I copy and paste it. Yeah. Down. All right. Number two, the expression, thank you, or we appreciate, um, you know, you just got to be thankful for everything that your guest is giving you. Because it may not, it might be seems, it might seem annoying that they left 16 bags of recycling, something I dealt with the other day, um, or that they didn't really clean up after themselves, or they did this or did that. But at the end of the day, they chose you out of every single house they could have picked. And you need to appreciate that. And you need to thank them for their, their, um, what's the word? Business. I don't know. You yeah. need to thank them for the, for their business. Yeah, and I, you know, when I when I hear when I see this, I think about an experience that just happened. We had a guest um, stay, and the cleaner missed the drawer, like some coffee had spilled inside of it, and it was kind of like you know, like how the drawer has that little, yeah, you know, it's like it's like a piece of wood there <clears throat> that the face gets kind of screwed into. Well, that had a stain on it from coffee, and she brought it to our attention. And she said, you know, some of the spatulas were a little dirty and obviously it was from that same coffee spill. So our cleaner missed it. You know, that happens. But we, we made sure that we thanked her for giving us that feedback. And we told her how much it appreciated. We appreciated it because it helps us get better. And we want the guests to know that they played a role in our company, our cleaner, our home becoming better. So, Right. And if you were to just say like, well, if you were to defend it or something, right. then the guests might take that and get angry and then leave that in their review. But if you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize that. Thank you so much for telling us. We'll make sure we do that in the future. We'll make sure we um, check that more often. They're going to feel like exactly that they paid, played a part in the, the service. Yeah. So number three is welcome. And I think we've talked about this and you've talked about it yourself. Um, yeah. You know, saying welcome home um, is super incredibly powerful because you're coming up to a place to create memories with your family, your spouse, your loved ones. And to be able to walk into a house and have a handwritten note, say, welcome home, Hannah, that creates an incredible first impression. It's specific. It's personal. And almost whatever you say after that, you know, just is just kind of like is, is gravy, you yeah. know, on the mashed potatoes. So we want them to feel at home, wherever they, wherever, whatever home they're staying at. And we want them to never forget that they they received a warm welcome. No matter how tired they are, how late at night it is, they walk in, they get that personal note written for them. I think that's, um, it's so simple. So you might just blow it off, but I'm telling you, it is incredibly powerful. Yep. Next up is, is there anything else? So is there anything else we can help you with? Is there anything else that you need? Um, if you're in a restaurant, is there anything else I can get you? You know, anything like that um, is going to help your guests feel like 
you're actually listening to their needs and that you want to serve their needs because you are serving their needs. When they're staying at your house, you are responsible for um, the quality of their stay. So you have to do whatever it takes to make them feel good. And I think this is one of those that mom mom kind of started for us. And it's, yeah. it's in our it's in our welcome note, you know, so it's welcome home. You know, I always write like, enjoy our beautiful mountains in our, our awesome small town. If there's anything else that you need during your stay, please don't hesitate to reach out. And I, I was honestly like, oh, I don't want to say that because I don't want them to reach out. Yeah. You know, but nine out of 10 times, they actually don't reach out for anything. They, you know, we have a follow up message after 24 hours of them being in the home saying, we hope that you've settled in. We hope you're comfortable. If you need anything, let us know. So we kind of say it twice. And I think that was one of the best decisions we ever made. And I didn't really think about it from a hospitality standpoint. But now that now that I'm kind of going through this in this episode, I'm realized how powerful of a hospitality phrase that is. Yeah, completely. Okay. And the last one is we're looking forward to having you again as our guest. You know, how, how important it is to tell the guest that we, we want you back. You know, we want, we want to earn you. We want to earn your loyalty through what we've done to create a, an incredible, unique experience for you while you're here. Yeah. And on the flip side, you can also say we're looking forward to hosting you, you know, before they even come. Just yeah. tell them that they're, you're excited for them to arrive because they're so excited to arrive. And guess what? Their hosts are so excited for you to arrive too. Yeah, it's good stuff. I hope that going through those five, maybe we'll repeat them really quick. Do you want to? I want me to. Sure, I can. Um, so it's my pleasure. I am happy to. Thank you. We appreciate. Welcome. Is there anything else? And we're looking forward to having you again as our guest. Those were the five phrases that we recommend you implement in your communication strategy. Yeah, and I think that kind of sets the stage, right, for hospitality. It kind of puts us in the right frame of mind for how we want to, again, I, we started off with like changing your mindset to that you're not renting out your space, you're creating a unique, unique experience. A lot of times you could read that sentence and say, well, creating a unique experience might be putting a buffalo on the wall or um, a canoe on the wall, whatever. You right. know? But really, it's not about the decor as much as how you're making someone feel. A lot, of, a lot of times people will never remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And I think all of your messaging, all of what you do inside the home goes into powering that powerful hospitality ability that we all have if we understand it and what it is. Yeah. All right. So moving forward, it's important to understand that every decision that you make is to build a long-term business. So you're not making decisions for a short-term gain. You're really investing in the future of your business. Um, so you have here that there's three kind of buckets that you want to focus on. Do you want to dive into that? Yeah, I definitely do. And I, I want to kind of just say real quick, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to not get emotional about certain situations. We had a guest that was really tough and, you know, she kind of honestly threatened us that if we didn't give her $400 back because uh, X, Y, and Z, that she was going to write a bad review. And in my gut, you know, and you, you, you guys listening might disagree, but in my gut, I was kind of like, 
Well, at first I was like, no, I'm not going to give you $400. I don't, you know, you give me a bad review, you give me a bad review. But, you know, what I think is important for me personally was to get my owner involved and kind of talk through that with him and to see, you know, what, what he thought about it, you know, and, 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 and his mindset was the right mindset. It was like, all right, let's take emotion out of it. I don't like what she's doing, but do we really want to risk a bad review? We have 21 five-star reviews. I'm not saying that there's a right answer to this, but we decided to refund her the $400 and eliminate the potential for a bad review. You could hate me for that. You could applaud me for that. You could be anywhere in the middle. It is a decision that we made, but I'll tell you why it was made. It was made because we're not in it for a short-term gain. We're in it for a, a long term. And we believed at that moment. Now, I, I reported this person to Airbnb. I talked through with a specialist there. And, you know, hopefully they won't be able to hurt anyone else. But um, but for us and the owner, and I, I work, you know, for the owner as a partner, it was important that we protected the long-term business of his home. So, so yeah, so back to where, you know, the question you asked, there's three buckets that you want to focus on with regards to, you know, understanding how to build your business for hospitality. And that is the space. So your apartment, your home, whatever it is, understanding what you have, your standards that you're setting, I think are critical. And then the connection. What are you trying to build with your guests? How, how, you know, can you create a connection with your guest in this day and age of Airbnb and everyone wants everything? You know, everyone wants the Ritz five-star treatment, but you never, ever touch the guest personally, you know, in person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what goes into that? You know, speed of, speed of response is a key. Tone of response, understanding that if you receive the same question five times in a row, it's frustrating to you, but it's the first time that guest asked that question. I can't tell you in the last seven days how many early check-in requests we've gotten, right? Yeah. Um, but as much as it might annoy us, it's the only time that that guest has asked it. So don't get snippy. Don't get quick. Just hit the saved message that we have. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> if you pre-write templates for these commonly asked questions, that's going to take your emotion out of it because instead of having to type the same thing over and over and over again, you just have to hit a button and it's going to send the perfectly curated response. So yeah. if you're finding yourself getting annoyed, because, hey, I get annoyed literally every day when people ask me questions over and over again. Um, but I just have those saved responses and I don't even have to think about it. I just send them and they appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so Another mindset change is instead of having to clean up after a guest or clean your space, we're preparing the space for the next guest. So it's all about setting the stage for the next guest to come. It's not about, you know, cleaning a mess. We're preparing it for an experience. That's really important for your cleaners to understand, yeah. you know, because because cleaners, a lot, you know, a lot of them come from a background of cleaning kind of like for someone that lives in the house, not really a vacation rental home. Maybe, you know, we just hired a new cleaner. She came from a bed and breakfast, completely different kind of vibe that we're trying to create. Um, so it's really important that they understand that they're, yeah, they're cleaning it, but they're also preparing it for a five-star guest experience. 
some things that we do in our Airbnbs and not just Airbnbs, but our houses uh, to make them guest ready is we provide a lot of different amenities and some of those, you know, it's just the common ones that you would assume like the linens, the towels, um, you know, toilet paper, paper towels, etc. But you kind of need to go above and beyond to really set the stage for a good experience. So having extra blankets, having extra pillows, having extra towels available, especially if you have a hot tub, um, things like baby cribs or an air mattress or, you know, providing shampoo and conditioner in the showers, having a hair dryer, any of those kind of things that, you know, maybe a guest doesn't think to bring, but you know, your house is a little too chilly for them and they just want to cuddle up on the couch and watch a movie. They, you need to provide those things and make sure they're clean and in good standing for each guest when they arrive. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, like the the ability, so like you got to think about, yeah, most guests might come and check in early, right? But some guests are going to come and it's 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. It's pitch blackout. And all of a sudden, I mean, I've done it when I traveled. I forgot my toothpaste, you know, yeah. and now I'm like, darn it. <laughs> I don't want to go out and I really want to brush my teeth. So having like a little tube of toothpaste can honestly go a long way. But ha yeah, go ahead. I was going to say having like the basic spices like salt, sugar, oil, because a lot of times the guests are going to cook, especially with the pandemic, they're cooking at home. And if you don't provide oil or salt and pepper, they're going to have to buy that. And then, you know, you're going to end up with like 20 of them in your house. Just provide it because that's one less thing they have to worry about. Coffee, tea, creamers, I think is super, you know, critical too. You know, we talked a lot um, in one episode, Julia gave her, gave her um, philosophy on snacks because she's always hungry and she has them in her, in her, you know, in her um, bag, in her bag. So, you know, having just a little snack, a little, you know, a, um, a little, um, protein bar or something can really go a long way. I mean, it seems so like almost like really I'm going to put like fruit snacks out, but it really does go a long way. It's yeah. very rare that they're not touched. Yeah, absolutely. And then more importantly, I, I mean, they're all important, but super importantly, you need to make sure you're preparing your house for a good night's sleep. Mm. So many, um, houses and airbnbs and vrbos they kind of give the leftover sleeping materials that's not the right word but like they have the leftover mattress that's 20 years old they have the sheets that were their kids sheets from 20 years ago you know um and so you need to make sure you actually have high quality mattress at least a good mattress topper if you're not going to invest in a new mattress high quality sheets that are soft and comfortable um, having enough blankets um, and adequate blankets for the seasons. You don't want to have flannel sheets for summer. You want to have lightweight sheets and heavy sheets and a thick comforter and a small quilt, you know, for any type of weather. And yeah. on top of that, you also want to make sure, you know, the blinds work because if the sun comes in and, you know, have a fan in the room, make sure there's bed stands and uh, nightstands and, uh, lamps and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I think because people are mostly staying in your house to sleep, especially if they're enjoying the outdoors where we are, they are primarily only sleeping in their house. So that needs to be a really important part of the house. Yeah. And I like to have like, a, you know, an ability for them to charge their phone, you know, right at the nightstand table, 
you know, blackout drapes, you know, this, you know, I've read like people provide slippers. I don't do that. And I mask earplugs, you know, there's, there's really no limit on what you can do. Um, having a fan in the room, if it's, you know, if it's the spring or the summer or the fall, depending on what, what um, kind of location you have, you know, these things that are amenities can really take your listing to the next level. So important. Um, but don't, don't overlook the sheets. Don't cheap out yeah. on anything that touches the guest intimately. That's so important. And then, and I can't stress it enough. Yeah. All of that hospitality stuff will go out the window if you don't provide them a good night's sleep. Exactly. Yeah. And even if you cheap out and you think it's like, okay, well, the guests will appreciate this style. Well, in two weeks, it's going to break and you might as well just get high quality sheets. Yeah. And it's going to cost you more money in the long run. Right. Exactly. So, you know, there are some extra things that, you know, some of our homeowners do that I think take them up a notch. Um, for example, we have a couple owners that, that leave out a bottle of wine. They like doing that. That's what, that's, that's their thing. And, um, I support it hundred percent. We actually also have, um, a couple owners that have like a pay it forward beer fridge or mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a beer fridge, but it's yeah, like it a, is. a fridge with beer and Trulies and yeah, wine. Yeah. Any leftover um, drinks from like a six pack or something people can leave behind for the next guest. Yeah. And I think little things like that, you know, we've kind of tossed around and never acted on it. Like I kind of think like at, like if they could walk in and have like a pasta dinner, dinner, pa pasta dinner, you know, there to cook. I think that would be kind of cool and really fairly inexpensive. You know, a box of penne and a jar of marinara sauce. I think yeah. that would be kind of cool. We haven't done it. I've talked about it a lot. You know, we have a local company that provides and makes jams and jellies. We talked about doing that. One of our homeowners does do that um, in the summertime. So, you know, think about things that you can do. Maybe it's fresh flowers. You know, we had a, um, a homeowner that we kind of had a challenging guest. I forget what happened. The heat didn't work right away or whatever. He had a bakery that's right across the street that he has an agreement with that he can just call them up and they'll bring it right over to the house and deliver it, um, you know, some baked goods in the morning. So there's plenty of options to use your creativity. I've actually, for the winter, switched over to providing hot cocoa for my guests. Yeah, something as simple as that. Um, you know, who doesn't like the chocolate that's left on the pillow at the hill? Yeah. So think about it. This is something subtle, but but I think overlooked too, is like, I really like the way it looks when you have nicely folded towels mm -hmm. laid out on the beds. Yeah, I just think it looks, it looks like, oh, wow. It looks welcoming. Yeah, definitely welcoming. And they cared about me. They, they took it up a notch. Yeah, and you know, making sure the house smells good. Maybe you have those plug-in air fresheners. Um, that you provide any information about the area, maybe in a welcome book, all those things that will help enhance your guest experience. I think we should finish with a funny story. Okay. Do you have the funny story? Yeah, in mind? I have a funny story because <laughs> when you said smelled good, it, it triggered yeah. it in my head. So recently, are you talking about the guest? Yeah. <laughs> this is funny, not funny, funny. It is, yeah. All right. So this happened this week. A guest reached out to us and couldn't use his code to get in. And I was like, well, maybe I transposed the numbers. You know, maybe I screwed the code up. I looked, it looked like it was right, but I was like, who knows, you know? So I gave him my code to get in. 
which is in pretty much every house. And sure enough, they get in, right? A minute later, not even, he's like, it smells like beer in here. So to your point of like, how's the house smell? Yeah. And I'm like, huh. And I'm like, you immediately blamed me. I did not. I cleaned the house. I know. And we talked about it. So I was (laughs) like, well, maybe somehow there was a beer smell. I don't know. But I, I, I wasn't initially like, no way. I was like, it's possible. But I was like, doubtful. Yeah. The next second and text from the guest was this place has not been cleaned yet. And he sends me a picture of the bunk room. That is totally not made. No beds were made. And I'm like, but also not the house he was supposed to be. Well, in. I was getting to that. <laughs> Me and Julia were sitting there literally on a couch. And I'm like, what? And I was like, oh my gosh, he's at the wrong house. Now, my accountant brought this up yesterday because I talked to her. Yeah. And she's like, because I don't know why I told this story because I think it's kind of amusing. It's hilarious. But Imagine stressful. this. Imagine there's if a there guest there. there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so what I was thinking. here's what happened. Cause I was like, how do they find this address of this house? Well, right. they had stayed here two weeks ago and they booked this new house and they thought it was the old house. They literally didn't even look at any of the messages that closely to see that the address was completely different. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you can't really prepare for that kind of experience, <laughs> but that is just a good sign that, you know, make sure it doesn't smell like the previous guest. You know, sometimes people break bottles of beer and it smells and, you know, just if it does just go extra hard on that, you know, Mr. Clean absolutely <laughs> disinfectant or add some air fresheners because we do have houses that have like distinct smells like each house has its own smell. I don't know if you noticed that it's a little weird thing that I've picked up on. Um, so, you know, if it's and not a good smell, you know, I might want to add some air fresheners. I would just caution to go too extreme there too. You know, like you don't want to overdo it with, with air fresheners right. either. So there's like a happy medium. Cause that, that can kind of, you know, some people are very sensitive to, to air fresheners and smells. So you have to kind of understand what the sweet spot is there. Cause it, but it definitely needs to smell like it was just cleaned. It's fresh. It's ready for them. And, um, you know. That's so important. Yeah. So I think that's about it for our episode about hospitality. You know, a lot of our previous episodes have been about hospitality as well. Excuse me. Um, But we wanted to do a special episode just on this, and especially with those hospitality phrases to keep in mind when you're communicating to your guests. Any last thing you want to add? No, I I think... All of what we talked about builds a a value proposition where the last thing I want is for the guests to feel like they didn't get a good value. And I think that this episode, all of what we talked about from how we message the guest, how often we message the guest, what we provide as an amenity, how the property is cared for and cleaned and ready for the guest, um, the experience that we're creating all goes into that value side of the ratings that we get. And a lot of people just think that value is tied to the price of the nightly stay. And it's really about so much more. So no, it was a good, I think it was good, a little quicker than our normal episodes, but that's okay. Yeah. And we just fast value. Definitely appreciate everyone listening. Yeah. So we wanted to thank you so much for listening to our first episode. See what we did there. We used one of those (laughs) sentences. Thank you. Um, 
And we hope that you're feeling left inspired and ready to dive into the world of vacation rentals. Make sure you tag us in any screenshots you take of the episode at Superhost Unveiled um, and on Instagram and let us know that you listened and that you liked it. For complete show notes for the episode, please visit our website, superhostunveiled.com. And of course, please, please, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts because this will help us grow. We hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.